This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Right here on the program, you know the vibes. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Ty D. Butler. Instagram, you can find me there as well. 800-919-3776. We have some sports in action that we will keep you posted on. The Monday night football game tonight is Jacksonville hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm here to tell you, if the Jags don't blow out Cincy, they're an unserious team as far as like being a title contender. I keep listening to my guy Nick Wright on television talk about, don't forget about the Jags, don't forget about the Jags. They're 8-3, and three, still got a chance at the one seed. I just haven't seen enough to, to be impressed by them. No Joe Burrow, of course, he's out for the season. So if you can't handle Jake Browning, who put up 10 points last week in his first start, then I can't take you seriously. It is a 7-7 game right now, second quarter. Uh, we will keep you posted on that. The in-season tournament, quarterfinals, knockout round has commenced for the NBA tonight. You've got the Celtics right now trailing late in the third quarter uh, by four. Uh, to the Indiana Pacers. Then, of course, the second half of the doubleheader tonight on TNT will be the Pelicans in Sacramento to take on the Kings. And then tomorrow, we'll have it for you right here on 9870 ESPN. Knicks, Bucks, followed by the Lakers and the Suns. Winners going on to Vegas to play in the Final Four. That begins on Thursday, and they'll conclude on Saturday. I'm I'm rooting for the Knicks, uh, uh, at least on their side of the bracket. Of course, I want to see my Lakers get it done, but I think that the Knicks fan can get behind like uh, an in-season tournament run to get you excited. So we'll talk about that. I, I, the sexier matchup would obviously be Knicks-Celtics, but if the Pacers find a way to beat the uh, the, the Boston Celtics tonight and the Knicks beat the Bucks, uh, there is some fascination watching Brunson and, and uh, Tyrese Halliburton go head-to-head. You could argue two of the best point guards so far in the Eastern Conference this year. But, you know, a whole lot to get to. Maybe touch on the baseball as well. But we do got to start uh, with the football, of course. The Jets, I mean... Uh, they're the gift that keeps on giving, right? It's it, it's it's holiday season, and it's all about love and, and that kind of you know manif- manifesting itself. I, I watch Niners Eagles, and my immediate thought is, wait, this is the same sport the Jets play. Like this is the same sport that that the the New York Jets that I just watched. That's that's the same exact sport. Can't be. Could you imagine being at MetLife Stadium yesterday? And being a part of, of the chorus of people cheering for Trevor Simeon to enter the game. I mean, think about how bad things have gotten. That you are clamoring for Trevor Simeon. Like, your offense is that bad. It's, it's yo, go get Trevor Simeon. We got to see him in an actual NFL game. Uh, the, the Falcons are lousy. That is a lousy football team. But they're in position to make the playoffs because they play in the worst division. And now with that win 13-8 to yesterday, it sets up a nice matchup this Sunday against uh, the Buccaneers, who are 5-7. and seven. Uh, They've got a chance to win that division. It's a big game, big game for them. But for the Jets, it's the same old song. I mean, how many times am I going to watch this team and think, is this the worst team in football? How the hell did they win four games? How, like if the Bills go on to miss the playoffs, they're going to look at the two losses to, to New England and, and the Jets as to why their season didn't go the way that they thought it would. 
the Eagles have to be wondering, like the San Francisco uh, San Francisco 49ers, you know, just embarrassing them yesterday was distasteful. That and that has to leave you feeling uh, somewhat discouraged if you're an Eagles fan. But also, uh, how did we lose to the Jets? <laughs> like this team is so bad. If the season were a hundred more games, like how long do you think before the Jets will win another one? Like they could play for the next. Seriously, they could play for the next eight months every weekend, and I'm I'm still not certain they win another game. Like that's how bad this team is. They scored six points on offense yesterday. During this five game losing streak, they've scored a total of forty five, two touchdowns on offense. And you go back the last twelve games, ten offensive touchdowns, which is the fewest of any team through twelve games over the last thirty years. I mean, we could go chapter and verse about just how statistically inept this team is, and it brings you back to again. The crowd in the building yesterday was was chanting for Trevor Simeon. I, I, I'm at home on my couch perusing Twitter, waiting for the Adam Schefter, Rich Simeon update that says Trevor Simeon is coming into the game. Like, I was part of that crowd, which is just embarrassing. On, on every level, embarrassing. And the Jets, of course, like, it wouldn't be a 2023 Jets season without every single week there being like another installment of, well, how can this nightmare get any worse? So today you get the report from uh, Zach Rosenblatt and Diana Rossini of The Athletic that the Jets do in fact, uh, how about this, want to make another quarterback change back to Zach Wilson they want to go, but he's hesitant to step back into that role. He's reluctant. And I'm thinking, wait, what? I, th- there's no way I'm reading the story correctly. I'm like in in and out of a nap. So I, I'm like, you know what? Let me just put the phone down, go back to sleep and wake up. And then I, I wake up and I'm like, wait, did I just read that correctly? An NFL quarterback is being paid $35 million to be one of the worst literally we've ever seen. And when called, when called upon to play, he's reluctant. What the F? <laughs> literally, like, what the hell are we doing? Seriously. Like the Jets can't they, they can't just be bad. They they have to be bad comically. It has to be a, a Hail Mary pick six that ruins your Thanksgiving weekend. They can't just be awful. It has to be thirteen straight years missing the playoffs, run highlight after highlight of butt fumble, Ryan Fitzpatrick three interceptions, second half against the Bills, and, and, and the list goes on uh, of just all time lowlights for this New York Jet organization. And today a guy who was taken second overall just three years ago, who has been arguably the worst pick in franchise history, decided he may not want to play because of injury risks? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And I, I chuckle and laugh to stop myself from being irate because, you know, you try to emotionally detach yourself from this pathetic team, but you find yourself every week watching. Then you get to the end of the game. And like, well, what the hell did I just watch? And why did I agree to do that for three hours on my Sunday? But like, I, I'm faced with Aaron Rodgers is obviously one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. He tore his Achilles on September 11th and should have immediately been ruled out for the season. But embarked on a recovery and a rehab process unlike something we've ever seen before just to get back to play. And up until yesterday, it actually was realistic. There was a real chance at it happening. That's how badly this guy wants to get on the field. 
For a team that can't get out its own way. For an organization that's missed the playoffs, about to be 13 straight years. That is how desperate he is to get back on the field. Where at age 40, he could be every snap, he could be staring at retirement. And the fact that this guy, who was the number three overall pick, found it not robbery to voice to whoever, the report is, scouts, coaches, players, whoever it is, that he may not want to play because of an injury risk? Do you know how soft and how pathetic that makes you look? This actually might be more embarrassing than what we've seen from him on the field. Like To, to be that bad on the field is one thing. But remember last year, it was all the immaturity, you know, post-game stuff. We're following the New England debacle. He's like, yeah, you know, doesn't take accountability. It's not my fault. We had actually praised this guy for showing some maturity from, you know, being what he was last year to, to becoming a guy who could absorb the punches. He's getting crushed by the media, getting crushed by the fans. And he's still showing up press conference after press conference, and taking accountability putting it all on his shoulders, understanding that, you know, even when the quarterback change happened, look, they were they were right to make that decision. This league is about scoring touchdowns, and we're just not doing that right now. So to go from where we were somehow, like, it's silly, but having to give you credit for being accountable as the quarterback of a team to now today faced with this, like, this isn't some random gig at a gas station where you wake up every day and contemplate, do I really need this part-time job? No. This is an NFL quarterback job. You're supposed to be a professional. And there's a chance. Now, Salah struck the report down, said you know he, he wasn't aware of anything like that. But there's a chance that the quarterback of an NFL team doesn't want to play because... He doesn't want to sacrifice himself physically in case of an injury. Man, that I mean, that's a low light. It, 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 it really is. The, and, and here's where it becomes an indictment of the coaching staff. The last five weeks or so have been defined by them holding guys accountable by outright releasing them. We saw Michael Carter. Or just benching them. Like, you know, Lazard, healthy scratch. Randall Cobb, healthy scratch. Like, the idea was if you're not contributing to our winning and more so being a detriment, we are going to hold you accountable because that's it's a results-oriented business. So if the all-gas-no-breaks head coach is not going to sit this guy down and say you're done, then how is anyone else going to respect him in that locker room? I'm still trying to find out how the hell, if this is true, this guy hasn't been released yet. That's not being being dramatic. But you're facing guys in this locker room where the losing is beginning to mount up in a way where it can be frustrating, especially for young players who throughout their collegiate careers and high school careers never experienced that. All they know is about winning. So, yeah, there'll be some bumps in the road. But in back-to-back seasons, he had a six-game losing streak last year. You're in the midst of a five-game losing streak this year. I don't see the win coming on the schedule. But they show up every week in this violent sport, not complaining, giving it their all, because they're team-oriented. And it's about being there for your guys, being there for your brothers, who who you've gone to war with. 
since the start of training camp back in July. And here you have a guy who really, the Jets had a right to cut him before the season because of how bad he was. But to, to, to be this, I mean, incapable under center, and then couple that with a lack of desire to play when called upon, I, I don't know how you get up from that, if this is actually true. Which, I look, I, I hear Robert, and we'll play the audio from him. He was asked on the case show uh, about this report. Diana Rossini, I, I've met her before, interviewed her. She, she's not just going to wake up one day and make something up. That's not going to happen. She's very well sourced. She's tremendous at her job. And, you know, the Jets haven't exactly been an organization that's been littered with integrity as far as, you know, not... Con, you know, concealing some of uh, of the truth behind the scenes. So I'm inclined to believe this. This is embarrassing. Th- this is just uh, pathetic. And I dare anyone to call in and defend Zach Wilson. I want all the smoke tonight. Call in and defend this guy. I dare you. 800-919-3776. Because there, there quite literally is no defense, but I am fascinated to see any Zach Wilson truther picking him up, picking him up from this. Because you can't even you can't get lower than that. We can question your your talent. We can question if you are the guy for this job. We can question a a, a bunch of things. Quitting on a team, there's there's no there's no getting up from that. And I I would imagine that something like this, you know, permeating that locker room, isn't going to sit right with any of those players, especially that defense. Because you know that defense that last year was championship caliber. This year was told, all right, that championship caliber defense was actually going to be better utilized and put on display because now you have a competent offense. You lose your quarterback four plays into the season, so uh, you spend the rest of the year continuing to be stout on that side of the ball only to be met with such a, a level of you know historical offensive ineptitude that you might be the worst team in the league. Your only chance of winning is scoring on defense. And to have one of the quarterbacks of the team, the backup, came into the air as the the backup behind Rodgers, to have him display this attitude and walk around with this behavior is a slap in the face. And I got to be honest with you, man. Like, if I was in that locker room, (laughs) if I'm in that locker room, we're going to have a problem, man, because I'm going to pull up to you and ask you, is this report true? And you can do all the lying you want, but if we find out that this report is true, we can't have you around anymore. That just can't go down. I know there's only five weeks left of the season, but we can't spend the next month and a half with you walking out around in the locker room, us all knowing that you quit on us. Can't happen. 800-919-3776. Oh, I see the, the fence coming in already, so I'm excited to talk to you all next right here on 987 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. And on Instagram as well. Speaking of Twitter, before we get to the phone calls at 800-919-3776, I got some tweets coming in 
Uh, my man Buddha's coming at me on Twitter. Listen, call the show, bro. I'm not arguing on Twitter, but he says, at what point do you stop being an Aaron Rodgers apologist and admit his culpability in some of the misery this season that has nothing to do with his injury? Come on, bro. You're better than that. I guess Buddha hasn't listened to me on Sundays, but you want to call in. We could chop it up. We could debate that. I'm not going to argue with you on Twitter, my G. Uh, Alan BK says, back at killing Zach Wilson. And no, I won't wait on whole three hours to talk about that. Nothing would change your hate for Zach Wilson. I don't. I mean, hate Zach Wilson or just simply pointing out what we've seen over the course of his three-year career. And you can say I hate him. The coach benched him three times. The GM uh, traded multiple first-round picks to get his replacement, who was a 40-year-old quarterback. Uh, The owner of the team last year said they needed a significant upgrade. So you can say I'm hating or you can look at all three fractions of the team going out there and either expressing that they need to change at the quarterback position or going out there and doing it. Uh, So that just makes you clueless. But if you want to call up, go ahead, 800-919-3776. Here was Robert Sala. Uh, Are you refuting the Rossini report? Look, I I don't know what conversations are had. You know, these these young men have a lot of conversations with one another in the locker room. And if if somebody expressed that from maybe he, I have no idea if he had a conversation with his family. I have no idea, but I know the kid is competitive as I know that he has a lot of confidence in himself to go out there and play. I know he wants to play. I know he's been very upset that he has been sad. I know he feels like we would have won the game. And that's his mindset. So I only know what I know. And I know that he wants the ball. I know he's competitive as heck. And I know if uh, if he is the guy for, for Sunday, he'll go compete his tail off, just like just like the other two would. So, you know, that's all I can go off of is based on the conversations I have, but, guys. There's These young men have tons of conversations with a lot of uh, guys. And, you know, empathetically, like I said in my press conference, you know, this new age kid coming out, they're used to sitting out bowl games because they got to take care of their draft status. These are all things that happen now. It's just it almost seems like it's common. Where I think that's where I think where the the, the modern day athlete is missing the boat with regards to team. So you know, is it conceivable that he had a conversation with his teammate? Is it plausible? Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to say that it never happened, but at the same time, I know where his heart is. I know he wants to play. Uh, I know he still has that old school mentality that he goes out there for his teammates. All right. So here's the thing. Q, defend your player. You can't be all gas, no breaks, and defend a guy who's supposed to be the leader of your team, you know, ducking playing in an NFL game because he's scared of getting hurt. That That's just, it's, it's, Reprehensible. Nah, 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 nah. It's reprehensible. It, it, it's it's reprehensible. You can't have that happen. It's a disgrace. And if you're the head coach of this team, it is your duty to not just look after the one player, but to be accountable for the entire operation. And that means that if you have a supposed leader who is displaying this type of behavior and energy, that could really rip apart a locker room that might already be fractured. You you got to find a way to hold him accountable, just like you did the other guys. Just like you did the other guys. 800-919-3776. Steve in New Jersey's batting leadoff today. Uh, what's up, Steve? Yeah, look, look. If Salah's the one who's a disgrace in this situation, he benches Zach two weeks ago, and within two weeks, now he wants him back because Salah needs to make sure he doesn't get fired this year. So two weeks ago, he benches him in the two games that they need to win at least one to stay alive, meaning they knew he was the best option. So they chose to play people that weren't the best option for who knows what stupid reason, another stupid decision by Jets ownership slash management. And now you're going, now you're crawling back to Zach because you know he gives your team 
the best chance to win. But they already knew that. The whole organization is inept. And Zach's team, this is what I think, I think Zach's team leaked this little bit, and then he was going to go running back and say, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, because he saw it coming, and he's actually getting a positive response. No, he's not. On Twitter. Nah, don't, don't give me Twitter. Oh, that's coming to guys you follow. Stop, stop it. Stop Steve, 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 don't give me Twitter. There is not a single person with credibility who, who is going to look at a quarterback that does not want to go into an NFL game because he's scared of getting hurt and, and, and say that that's a respectful, uh, respectable that, decision. That not, that's not going to be looked upon report, in a positive fashion. Stop it. That's if you take the report at face value. But at 1 o'clock p.m. on Monday when Robert Sala is crawling back to Zach Wilson because Robert Sala needs to protect his own job, he's already saying, no, he wants to start. He wants the ball. Yeah, I think he's trying to protect his players. Steve, look, I appreciate the call. I, I think the Jets, I'm not going to argue that they're inept, but I think the brass set it up so that Zach Wilson would be their best option. And I don't know what the reason is, but you had three chances to move on and or upgrade from this guy. In the offseason, after uh, week one when Rodgers goes down and then at the trade deadline, and all three times they elected not to. They brought in Trevor Simeon. And don't tell me Tim Boyle was just some guy who was going to take them to the next level. That's ridiculous. They had multiple opportunities to do it, but for whatever reason, whether it's the Rodgers' influence, it's Joe Douglas having an allegiance to a guy he took second overall and trying to you know, save that pick, trying to salvage it to whatever degree he could. Whatever the case may be, they put themselves in position where Zach was the best option of the group just by virtue of, uh, of everyone else not being good. Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon were never, to me, looked upon as upgrades. It was just you needed to do something. You needed to find some type of a spark. And maybe you could run into something. And it just didn't happen. So I, I wouldn't classify it as they're crawling back to Zach Wilson to save his job. I mean, that you think Zach Wilson's going to help save his job? That's stupid. That's, that's, that's dumb. I just think that they, they try to go in a different direction. They see it's not working, and, and they're just trying to find lightning in a bottle because he's young. He still has some athleticism, and this is the you watch all around football. Like the, It's never been more important to have a mobile quarterback, and I'm not saying Mike Vick or Lamar Jackson, but you need to have someone with legs who can just move. Like Trevor Lawrence is not a mobile quarterback, but he can run you for a first down. Justin Herbert, same deal. By the way, I'm watching this uh, Bengals-Jags uh, game Monday Night Football. Uh, how about Jake Browning, backup quarterback, puts 14 points on the board. Now, Joe Mixon uh, has the two rushing touchdowns, but uh, Browning has a buck 78 through the air. So we watch backup quarterbacks all around football, the Josh Dobbs of the world. Yesterday, we saw Gardner Minshew win another game in overtime, 7-5 to five the Colts are right now. Backup quarterbacks all around football, just putting points up. Somehow the Jets, they got four quarterbacks. None of them could do anything. Uh, let's go to Ryan in Staten Island. What's up, Ryan? Hey, so uh, I just want to preface this all by saying I'm, I'm not even a Jets fan. I'm a Niners fan. But in defense of Zach Wilson. Shout out to your Niners, your Niners yesterday, man. That, that's a hell of a statement. Yeah, beating up the Eagles was a, was a great day. It, it felt really good to, to, to watch all that happen. Jennings getting his two, McCaffrey getting his one, Ayuk getting one. Anyway, anyway. In, in Debo, I mean, Debo was, uh, you, you, real quick, so this Brock Purdy MVP conversation, you buying or selling that? Um, so 
I was listening to DNR this morning, and they were saying how if, if we're going to name MVPs on the season and it's always going to be a quarterback, we might as well change the name to, like, you know, quarterback of the year instead of MVP. Because, um, honestly, I think that I think that you could argue McCaffrey as MVP and it not go unheard. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He's a monster, man. Like, that dude just I – mean, the holes yo, they create for him. For, yeah, he tied the record for touchdowns consecutive in game. Like, anyway, but real quick, the defense of Zach Wilson, for me, is that – if you show up every day and, and your job is to, to play the game, and I get that, you get paid a lot of money to do so, but the rest of your team sees you as incapable of doing so, and you have, a, a let's call it what it is, a, a pathetic offensive line, and he is bound to get hurt. I mean, I, I can't imagine as 20, what is he, 24 years old, wanting to keep playing at risk at this age. You're making $35 million, dollars, dude. You you are the second pick in the draft. You've got a $35 million contract. He's 24 years old. You are yeah. essentially auditioning for your NFL career. Whatever you can magically find in the next five games could save your career because there's a chance you never start uh, again in this league. So I don't want to hear about this injury risk. Like, that's soft. It's soft, there. man. But the biggest thing is, is that when when the rest of his team doesn't see him as capable, how, how far do you expect this kid who sh- who did show up for the first half of the season, more than half, three quarters of the season, how, how can you expect him to to want to play as hard as he can when his O line can't seem to protect him at all? Uh, maybe because like, it's his job. But and by the way, you just slipped something in there that I'm not gonna let you get away with. You just said Zach Wilson for three quarters of the season. Played well? Is that what you just tried to say? No, 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 no. I didn't say he played well. He so, showed up and played. Oh, sh- oh, okay. So he did his job. Okay. He showed up. So now we give him credit even for doing his job. Getting, even though he's getting beat down by his team for being, a, again, calling it what it is. A, 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 no, a wait. Who, who beat him down, Ryan? Who on the team beat him down? No, no, no. He, he's getting beat down Oh, he, on you, the field. You're, okay, yeah. But like, like other quarterbacks do, Ryan. Like, this isn't just unique to Zach Wilson. There are a lot of bad offensive lines in the league. Look at— But look now, at, how, many, how many other quarterbacks are taking the beating from the media that Zach Wilson is? He plays in New York, and he's the quarterback of the, of the New York Jets. And he's the second pick in the draft, and he stinks. Like, what, like, what are we supposed to do? We we supposed to like, treat it like like you know oh you know it, it, I know it's year three I know he's been awful for the entirety of his career but let's put the kid gloves on him <laughs> like what are we supposed to do with that I watch Sam Howell get pummeled every single week behind that bad Washington Commanders offensive line and we got to give him credit for showing up like yeah toughness but the fact that you like it's on the table that you don't want to play because you're scared of getting hurt. You're getting paid thirty-five million guaranteed dollars. You're the starting quarterback, or you know, after Rodgers went down, you were the starting quarterback of an NFL team. And I gotta feel badly for you. Oh, come on! Yeah, look, if you're gonna have a defensive Zach Wilson, y'all gotta be better than that. Because so far, I haven't come across anyone who's compelling. But I want to hear from y'all, and we'll continue to get to the calls. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. I am fascinated because, like. I've been waiting all day to talk about this, all day, and there are actually people walking planet Earth who are going to defend a 24-year-old grown-ass man, essentially telling people, man, might not want to play. He's hesitant. He's reluctant. (laughs) 
I'm ready for it. 800-919-3776. Let's do it. We're going to midnight right here on 987 ESPN. Go read a book. Go do something. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hit me on Twitter at Ty D. Butler, Instagram, Ty D. Butler. Look, I, I engage. I love the interaction with the audience, the listeners, the people tweeting at me. It's all love, man. I'm not sensitive. I'll, I'll go back and forth if I have time to do so. But, Al, if you're tweeting at me, I'm not going to respond. You could call the show. Uh, I'm, I'm getting called uh, unfair because I have an agenda and a narrative against Zach Wilson. If that's how you feel, call me up and we can talk about it. I'm not tweeting back at you because if you listen to me for the first 40 minutes of this program and you think it's rooted in anything that's not factual, then I'm sorry. You're, like, you, you're either dumb or like, you, you have to be deaf. Like, th- that, those are the only two options. Like, you can't listen to someone criticize Zach for the report and then look at his body of work and not be infuriated by it, especially if you're a Jets fan. Accusing me of having an agenda, I'm sorry. The only two options, deaf or dumb. 800-919-3776. We hit Giuliani in Jersey. What's up, Giuliani? Hey, what's going on, man? Um, hey, listen, I've been a Jets fan since I was 13, so... I've been dealing with a lot of nonsense with this organization, right? But we got to call facts facts, right? So Zach has not produced for us, but I think us as an organization hasn't done anything for any of our quarterbacks ever to help him succeed and produce. Now, the unfortunate side is that we're not producing this year and Zach's not going to make it any better, but like benching him and then going back to him doesn't say anything about Zach, I think it says more about our coaching, and I think all of them should be held responsible before we can put all the blame on one person. You know what I mean? No, like, yeah, this I, guy gets obliterated. I hear that, Giuliani. Go ahead, continue. This guy gets obliterated because he's in New York media, and I kind of feel bad, and I also think the excuse of him being afraid of being hurt is a, is a it's an excuse. I think he's shying away from telling the truth, which is you guys use me as a scapegoat. You guys use me as something to, to put the blame on. And now you guys need me back. You know what I mean? Like, but regardless of what the reason would be for him not wanting to play, doesn't justify the fact that you are an NFL quarterback with 35 guaranteed million dollars. You were drafted by this organization, the number two overall pick, and you don't have a desire to play. And it's so bad. We got to have Aaron Rodgers call you and convince you to get on the field. Like, that, that to me, that's the height of embarrassing. Like, it's it's unprofessional. Oh. It, it just sends the wrong message. It's terrible. And this guy has 100%. a history of uh, maturity issues. So I want to be clear, Julian, and I'll let, you, I'll let you continue with your point. I, I'm not saying that, like, if we created a pie chart, you know, 100% of it belongs to Zach Wilson as far as, like, what the Jets have, have done to, you know, get to this point. What I am saying is, based on the news that is freshest, I hear that the guy doesn't want to play. I'm going to destroy him. Joe Douglas, we'll get to that. We'll get to him. I've been ripping him for, for, for months. He has to be held accountable. Robert Sala, the penalties every single week, he has to be held accountable. Uh, Rogers has some culpability in this as well. There are a lot of parts. There are a lot of people who should be um, criticized. But what's freshest is a report today that an NFL quarterback is reluctant to play in a game. So I got I got yeah, I got to acknowledge that. 
No, 100%. You're not wrong there. But you know what? I think, like I said, like I think we failed this guy from the very beginning. Like Mark Sanchez had Mark Brunel. And everybody else had a, a some sort of mentor. And now we expect this guy to have – I mean, and you know what? Like he has matured ever since Aaron Rodgers came in. He has a, a lot more accountabilities than what he did last year, which – he didn't want to take accountability at all for anything. You know what I mean? So, and that's the most dis- organization. That's the disappointing part. I, I appreciate the call, yeah, Julian. We we did see some growth, for, you know, from that perspective. Uh, I mentioned this earlier in the show. Like the New England game, po- the press game, um, post game press conference was just a disaster. Led to him being benched. And we've seen maturity, we've seen growth, and we've seen development as far as him being a professional, absorbing the hits both on and off the field, showing up every game, and you know looking the part, looking like he was ready uh, to be accountable, and he took the punches. But this report just shed him, I, I think, in an even worse light than last year. And I, I also made the case that it, like this, if if it's true, which I have no reason to believe it's not, even Robert Sala couldn't. Uh, couldn't completely shoot it down, talked around it. If it's true, it's worse than him being a bust. Like, this just reflects poorly on your competitive nature. It's bad. By the way, quick update on the in-season tournament. Pacers up nine late on the Celtics. Uh, about 40 seconds left in the game. So, Indiana's going to move on to play the winner of tomorrow's uh, matchup between the Knicks and the Bucks, barring some type of a miraculous comeback from Boston. Uh, so we'll keep you posted on that. Knicks in action tomorrow. I'm excited for that. It'll be fun to see them make a run in this in-season tournament. 800-919-3776. We hit Jose in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Good evening, Ty. Shout out to the company. What's, what's going on? Def- definitely wanted to chime in and just be like, hey, calm, but to stay calm. But, you know, just listening to these guys, I just, you know, had, had a lot of chuckling. because It's crazy. We we remember Sam Darnold. Remember him? Yeah, of and, course. You know, you know, we like we actually gave him no offensive line. Like we didn't draft anybody for him. We didn't give him any wide receivers. We didn't. He didn't really have any tight ends. And somehow, you know, with Adam Gase, was still able to you know move the ball. You know, you know, in that first drive at least. But, you know, what's hilarious is is that, you know, the people I'm seeing calling up, you know, they're trying to formulate a defense where it's like, well, the team didn't believe in him and now they're crawling back to him. And, you know, since they didn't believe in him to begin with, you know, you know, that should be, you know, good enough reason to say, no, I don't want to play. I'm like, what? It's really insane to hear fans actually call in and say these things. It's crazy. It's insane. What it is is, you know what it shows, and this is something that me, you, and Chantel, and a lot of other people know, it shows a certain amount of privilege yes. that, you know, people have to think That's that this is okay. It's entitlement. It's justifiable, and it's ridiculousness that, that it's like this. And I'm really sad because all of that, you know, maturity and growth that he showed, honestly, what this was was this was a simple case of, Oh, you know what? Since Trevor Simeon and Tim Boyle were both horrible, and since I'm now the sympathetic figure, let me actually protect my stock and actually show that it's the jet instability so I could just, you know, stay healthy until the rest, until they release me and then I get another chance or whatever the case may be because there's no 
certifiable way that this is not the, that the, that this is okay in any type type of scenario. No, no Jose, you nailed it. You Thank nailed you. it. And the people who offer the like defense of well, maybe it's not actually him protecting himself from getting hurt. He's just annoyed with the organization for making him the scapegoat. As if that makes it better. Like what you're arguing, it it could be like you know a different path. Like the reasoning can be different. Doesn't make it better. It still makes it an awful situation. We hit Jason in Oakdale. What's up, Jason? Hey, what's up? My head is about to explode here. I cannot believe what I am hearing, and I couldn't be more on board with you and the, what the last caller said. You know, then people saying, oh, but, you know, he he showed up. Oh, but, you know, he he tried real hard and people are giving him a hard time or he's trying to protect his career. Snapshot in time today, buddy. You don't have a career unless you go out and prove something different. And this type of attitude, if it is true, I mean, it is indicative of a way deeper problem than, hey, this guy just can't, you know, throw the ball. <laughs> There's so much more wrong with this situation. And I want to say that I'm stunned, but the last caller kind of hit it. It's indicative of a mindset that we see in a lot of places. There's a, there's a, I need to be appreciated beyond what I'm producing or I'm not playing at all. And that's just a recipe for failure in any case. It's terrible. Any way you slice it is terrible. I appreciate the call, Jason. Uh, it's privilege. It's entitlement. It's immaturity. It's unprofessional. And it could lead to that locker room not wanting to have you know any dealings with you. Because I can't imagine being uh, one of the teammates, especially on defense, where I've been playing my, my tail off every single week. And this guy has the audacity to say that. I mean, every week, like we see injury, we've seen significant injuries on this team. Al Woods and and Aaron Rodgers, right? Like we've seen season-ending injuries happen on this team. All the offensive linemen that's shuffled out there. And you you have the audacity. uh, Vera Tucker, of course, how can you forget about that? Which, by the way, how you get how you get three season-ending torn Achilles, man? That, you just can't make this stuff up. But like to see all of that transpire in your locker room, guys that desperately want to be out there, in spite of the fact that this team stinks, and, and you want to protect yourself, and people defending him, I, I just I I can't believe it. Paul in Queens wants to chime in. What's up, Paul? Uh, you're a very knowledgeable guy. Like, I'm here to defend you. I'm here to defend you. Jet fans. I've been a Jet fan since 1979. Here's the thing. Zach Wilson, guess what? He's been babied. Remember last year he had his uh, BYU coach? He's, he's been babied all the time here. The guy has, first of all, he's a small guy. His mechanics and his footwork, which is the most important thing in football, are off. You're talking about fracture? Yeah, well, he caused the fracture last year. This is going to make it even worse. Here's the only silver line we have tied. You're going to agree with me. Let's go back Jeff fans months into the into the summertime when we started hearing things well you know we, we got a shot to go to the Super Bowl we got a great system here you see you, you could even see the body language on these on the jet players when they were surrounded with a leader like Aaron Rodgers you see the body on TV you see the body language on the HBO on the HBO show yeah, hard That's not, the only yeah. line we have I mean the only thing I would say is that Okay, we got to give it a shot next year for two particular reasons. One, we can learn from our mistakes, get better offensive line. Let's get a backup quarterback, not a small guy who has no skills. 
And guess what? The only thing we can bank on, Ty, is a vindictive Aaron Rodgers. Because when you put Aaron Rodgers against the wall, he shows up. Yeah, I mean, I, I was... I what other Jet fans say. Yeah, that was the mentality. All, all the all, all, everybody out there who's on Twitter doesn't want to face you. It's Jeff fans and all this. Let them get on the phone and realize one thing: that as you know, I, yeah, this organization is, you know what, you know, messed up and stuff like that. But this is the first time in my Jet history that even though the guy got hurt at the beginning of the year, he is a leader. And boy, I can't wait till he becomes ridiculous. <laughs> I have a great night. You appreciate the call. I love the energy. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. The phone lines are lighting up. We're cooking. We're rolling until midnight right here on ninety eight seven ESPN. The only two options: deaf or dumb. 